Hey, what's going on, GNGs? It's your boy Trek, and this is Trek and Crypto to connect conversations with. And for this episode, I have the opportunity of talking with Mike Salvi. He is a comedian within the crypto space, and um, we we met last year. And you know, I've been on a couple of different things as far as the uh, crypto shit show and the now relabeled Integrity show with him. And I've had the opportunity to talk with him, and I just said, you know what, I really want to have this guy on so here it is you know we laugh we joke we talk about how he got in he shares the story and we joke about what's going on in the bigger space um just a heads up this uh conversation was recorded last year in 2018 but of course it's always still relevant because we talk about cryptos and blockchain so here you have it gng's sit back and listen hope you enjoy hope you learn something hope you get inspired and on to the conversation What's going on, GNGs? Welcome back. I am Trek. This is Trek and Cryptos to Connect, and I appreciate you for coming along if you just got here. And here we are in another episode, and I have um, the pleasure of talking to somebody that I met through Nate. I interviewed him in another episode, and it was the, uh, the Crypto Shit Show, now rebranded the Integrity Show, and he was the first comedian that i met who actually says i'm a crypto comedian because his subject matter is crypto related and it was funny it made me laugh i had to tell other people about it he actually was able to do an intro for fluffy pony if you don't know who fluffy pony is look up monero and then we can go from there um but without me you know blowing it up too much if you could please give us a little snapshot of who you are and what you do sir um, I like that, by the way. So you could keep going. You're welcome to blow me up as much as you can. I'll take all the blowing up I can take, I can get. Um, so my, start out. My name is Mike Salvi. Um, first of all, let me let me back up and just say that uh, I'm so glad that you call Nate Nate too, because other people call him Nathan and they know him as Nathan. It's uncomfortable mm-hmm. for me to say that, because I just have been calling him Nate since I've known him for years. And somebody okay. was like, "Oh, you call him Nate?" Yeah, because that's his. That's his name. My name is Mike Salvi. Um, I'm a yeah. So I'm a comedian, and I've been called a crypto comedian. I'm like, I'm embracing it now. I never like I didn't want to say that. Like I don't want to be like I'm a crypto comic and get you know whether I get labeled as a, as it doesn't matter. Um, but it's weird. It sounds corny. And here's the just to jump right in. Here's been my favorite compliment that I've gotten all year and it seems to be like the most consistent one which is people come up to me and they drop their shoulders and they're like all right and this is after my set look dude i thought this was gonna be really corny i had no idea like <laughs> like i was expecting this to be whack as hell or just like in whatever way they would say it because it's exactly what i would probably say to somebody that says oh, i'm a crypto comic and they're just like yeah you blew us away this was great like um and that's just that's awesome to hear um but yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian and I'm also, I've been into crypto too. So I've been into crypto longer than I've been a comedian. So um, it's, I've been, I've been at this for a while, but uh, you know, like, I re- like this was the first year where I was finally like kind of came out of the closet and told people I'm doing comedy. And when I told somebody that, yeah, so when I told somebody that in January, he was like, well, do you want to do comedy at my, uh, at my retirement party in a couple of weeks? And I was like, well, sure. 
And he was like, I mean, yeah. So I was like, I got plenty of shit to say about Bitcoin because it's hilarious. <laughs> like yeah. just Bitcoin itself is, it's, it's hysterical. It's like, it, it's funny for as much as, uh, as much as there is FUD in the space, but when you read the headlines for like, you know, Cointelegraph and, um, um, what is it? Uh, Zai Crypto, whatever, like all the different news platforms. You look, I, I don't know about you, but I know I look at some of this, I'm just like, wait, what? what? Did this really happen? Like, it's insane. Um, I, you know, one of the things I wonder, I'm not in the Wall Street world, like, I'm not in the stock market world. I have some stocks, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely not in that yeah. world at all. Um, but I, like, the stock traders, do they tweet each other like wrecked, like R E K T T T T? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, dude, Netflix, I just got like whatever. I, I just wonder if that happens because I've never, I don't know. It, it, as, as painful as it is, some of the things that get us through pain, you know, they always say that the best comedy comes from pain. And I think collectively, yeah. this has been one of the funniest years in crypto. Um, just because everybody's going through this pain of like watching it go down. I think like, I think about like halfway through the year, the people that really are in this and have stuck through this just kind of gave up on like, whether it's going to hit zero or not. And they're just like, look, this is our space. This is what we're into. And, you know, we're just going to stick with it. And, um, but for me, so I mean, look, for me, the reason I got into crypto in the very beginning was just because it was just something new and weird to try out. Like, why not give it a shot? And one of the other reasons, too, to back up even further is because a bunch of my friends locally in Philly, you know, we were championing the and the Federal Reserve, you know, and the Fed rallies and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, we were very, like, as, as like, different as we all were, one of the things we all had in common was a lot of us know a whole lot about sound economics and, uh, you know, sound money and that sort of thing. So a lot of us you know, we're into gold and silver and precious metals and just sort of things to protect our our purchasing power in the future because none of us trusted a dollar. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. what side of the aisle you sit on, uh, what, you know, what group you're in, whether you're me too or we too, I don't know. Everybody can agree that like our money is ridiculous. It's just like it, with, with the whole world is spinning around and what it's all pinned to is the American dollar, which is backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Nobody likes or trusts them right now and hasn't for a long time. So it's just like, we were always looking for other alternatives. So we started a barter network too. Uh, there was a woman named Karen Emery who uh, started this group called Dell Valley Silver, where she was like getting businesses to actually like trade and accept silver and like would list them in this barter network. And we were doing that with each other and, you know, uh, you know, stimulating the formal and the informal economy, you know, and we're just trading with stuff like that. And silver tokens after a while was like, uh, it got expensive. We didn't really care, but because we were just like happy to be like trading that silver token for like a t-shirt or something from your friend. Um, but then along came Bitcoin and it was just like, let's try this. So we were playing around with Bitcoin back in like, you know, 2012, trading it back and forth and that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden it just went, took off and it became this thing. Personally, I didn't even really look at it, uh, like what blockchain was and what it's all based on and all that sort of thing. I mean, I know it was like sound and whatever, but like as sound as it could be, I didn't really look too much into it. But I didn't really start to understand it until like late last year. And then I was I like, know. oh my goodness, wow, this That's, is like, and then so from I, there, it just like I got a lot more interested. I say this all the time. I feel like for as long as I've been in the space, I didn't learn um, 
the real like the the underpinnings of it until this year when I made that fiat the crypto crossover where I was like, okay, oh, well. now I'm over here trying to explain this whole Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin thing to somebody. And they're like, wait, but I just got a dollar and my dollar works at any store I work in. And I'm like, well, how do I counter this? Or like, how do I make a valid point to it? Or well, but, you know, right. but like, how does it work? When you have to go through that whole explaining how does it work, work? Like on the, if you, what is this? I don't remember who said this, but I know Andreas has said it in a couple of people, but it's like, if you can't break down how something works, then you don't really understand it or know it. Sure. And what's the you aren't being hoodwinked or you know just tricked out for the fact that you don't even understand how it works right yeah what you know, well right so when people started asking me all this it's i got a lot of questions from a lot of people because i've been like posting about bitcoin for years and i would always just joke about it in certain ways or whatever but uh all of a sudden like you know last year when it took off especially towards the you know the end of around this time last year and the mm -hmm. prices were just like hitting where it was and people were like asking me left and right about bitcoin i'm like mm, i like people would ask me like real world like real world like situation questions and shit that i didn't have the answer to so that yeah yeah that's one of the other reasons too why i was like i should at least explain this and you know understand what the hell it is other than just like the fact that i got lucky with hanging on to some of it that i got a long time ago and then it was worth a lot more dollars you know mm -hmm. one day so um, um, which a lot what? of that happened too, but I'm sure. Oh, Chuck, man, if I would have held, like, I'm not saying I'd have been balling, there's no Lambo, oh, I but if I would have held on to what I was spending in like 2015 to 26, no, like 2014 oh. to 2017 or end of 2016, I would have been way better off now. But I was a forced hand. At, and shout out to Nate for for coming up with that phrase when I threw out the question of what do you call somebody who has to pay bills, um, and so they can't just be a strong hand and like like fuck it I'm not gonna you know um, um cash out I'm gonna just stick with it no I had to pay bills and I did do some travel but if I would have like really held to it and just held it and just kept doing the cost average in I'd have been way better off now but. Shit, hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say, right? Sure is. Um, I, yeah, I think about that. And you know, look, man, I got a T-shirt. I show this on stage, but like, I have a T-shirt that I bought for two Bitcoin when Bitcoin was ten dollars, and I still have that shirt. But right at this moment, it's a thirteen thousand dollars shirt, and it's just like <laughs> oh, okay. I can show you old wallets. Like I have an old phone that's like uh, the, the Wi-Fi uh, antenna burned out, but I can still see old. Like there's an old uh, Blockfolio, or not Blockfolio, uh, blockchain uh wallet like the old one like the one that looked like mm -hmm. Cube. and i just looked through old transactions of like 10 in 10 out six in four out right. and i'm like <laughs> bro like you have the thing and you're like damn i'm like where the fuck is doc brown when you need him like this is insane there's a guy down the street that has two deloreans and i swear to god i want to steal one of them and just try the plutonium thing Take it up to 88 miles an hour, see if it works. I won't even steal it. I'll just borrow it. And then I'll even get him some Bitcoin. Like, what do you mean? Just put it back. But once you get past that, and once you get past like the depressing part of like, okay, great. I'm in all this debt, and I didn't have to be. I met this couple, there's a 22, and they never have to work ever again. And it's just like, how come that didn't happen to me? Well, it didn't. 
a lot mm-hmm. of shit didn't happen to me in life. It has nothing to do with crypto. And it's just like, but also a lot of good things that happened to me. And like, you know, so you focus on that sort of thing. This has been my favorite year in crypto all this whole year. And it's funny you say about dollar cost averaging. So I made a promise to myself in December, which was mm-hmm. no matter what, come hell or high water, you buy every month. Because had you done that this year, you'd have done really well. Mm-hmm. And just always put it away instead of just trying to like, whatever. So I did that and I bought every month this year and every month this year, it's just gone down and it's just like, like at least like the price and the value or whatever. And it's just like, I'm not going to stop now. Right. And it's like, uh, you know, it's tough, man, but you know, whatever, like it, it, you don't think about that. Look at for the, one of the reasons why it's my favorite year in crypto is because yeah, so again, to finish on this story where I'm doing this stand-up set at my friend's retirement party, uh, Nate standing in the audience comes up to me and says, I go to these conferences all the time and they suck. And yeah. I love tonight. I had a lot of fun. What I would like to do is put together a conference where half the day is like, you know, talks and, you know, workshops and this, that, and the other thing. And then I also want to sprinkle fun into it and have the, the end part of the day be, uh, whether it's a musician or whether it's comedians or whatever, he was like, but this was great. And I want to replicate. So yeah, we did that. Uh, we're, we're, I don't know what the number is now, but we're on our like four or five. We're on our fifth one because we yeah. were supposed to do Chicago and we, you know, we couldn't, Chicago fell through, but we're going to San Diego now. And we're doing, we're putting these shows together called the integrity show. It used to be called the crypto shit show, but it's always kind of, going to be called the crypto shit show because that's the idea we want to keep it like you know i love gritty uh, our new hockey uh mascot for the flyers but no i mean we always just wanted to keep we do we put the gritty in integrity like that's where we're at now like we we've evolved it up to at least being in you know calling it this so that if you have to get money from your boss to try to come out and you're not getting you know sent out for the crypto shit show you're getting sent out for the integrity show so at least it helps a little um but it's great. It's, I've been learning so much. We, uh, Nate, Nate has a real good eye for this space, what's needed, what's missing because of the background that he comes from and the things that he's exposed to. So uh, we put uh, – so He blows my mind away with the amount of things he's actually aware of and, like, simultaneously tracking. When you talk to him yeah, – it's just like, dude, when the fuck do you have time to read or engage in the conversations that you're in? Like, he, I'm always talking to him. He's, he's, he's just, uh, he's brilliant. He really is. And, like, he just, know, like, he, he'll call himself a lot of, you know, names that are the opposite of brilliant. But um, mm-hmm. the truth is, like, he knows this. Again, he, he like... Let's say security analyst will look at something and they'll they'll look at a project and they'll say like, all right, here's the hole here. Here's where you can fix this or whatever. And it's not like, you know, uh, you could easily try to exploit that or you could try to fix it to help it because you believe in it and you want to see it grow. And that's kind of where Nate's coming from when it comes to this space. Like what's been going on this year? $3,000 a ticket conferences, $2,000 a ticket conferences, 15000 Like, it's nuts. Yeah, and there's been yeah. – uh, somebody, somebody tweeted, I forget who or what they said, but there's definitely been no shortage of crypto conferences this year. And there certainly hasn't. So all these people are going out to events. I'm not saying they're all shit, but some of them, you know, look, you pay a lot of money and you end up going to listen to people pitch crap. And it's like, 
this stinks. You know, people got dressed up for this. They took off work. They got a shower. They clipped the toenail. You know what I mean? Like they went through all this stuff to come out here and have a good time and like and to you know learn something. Meanwhile, they're like getting pitched this piece of garbage. So we uh, but at the same time too, like you know, so we have this part of our show called "Thank You for Your Service," where we ha- where we feature someone who has taken a fall in some way, shape, or form uh, along the growth of this space. Where it's like, uh, so they'll come up and they'll talk and they'll talk about echoing. I feel like I'm echoing. It's not on my side. All right, all right. Maybe it's here. Maybe it's here. Give me one second. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Still sounds good to me. All right, all right. I'll just have to put up with it. Um. Sorry, it's just sorry. It's in the background. Let me if I can take that. Cut the, the the laptop mic off. I mean the the speakers off, and you'll have the headphones in, so you should hear me talking to you. I can't. All right, how about now? Can you hear me? It changed because now you're on the um the the, the computer's uh, mic. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know where you want to. How to edit this or whatever. Oh, I'm I'm gonna do. What, so I'm going to do some editing, but it's mainly just like um, audio and um, I add um, the front set. The It's a two-part segment. So on the front end, I have a daily talk that's just me and then break and then it comes to the interview on the back end. All right, how about now? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So... Okay, here's a question. Um, <clears throat> are you appreciating this year more on the end of you understand more about the ecosystem and its development, or is it just a matter of like there's X amount of more things kind of happening as far as like, you know, marketing in the public narrative stuff? Like, um, uh- since I've looked a lot more at what the tech can do, it's really interesting to see. Like, so when you, you know, when they say uh, you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, there's a lot of problems in the world and different systems and whatever that, you know, crypto can certainly offer. Even if it's just a small tweak, uh, it's kind of like when a ship is like off course a little bit. Ships are running like parallel. One moves a little bit, it'll go a longer way. Same thing with just crypto space. It just seems like, all this technology that's being added in here in different places, you can start to add it, add it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's exciting yeah. to me. So whereas, so, uh, so for instance, like in Vegas, apparently there's ways to get around certain regulations by using cryptocurrency. <clears throat> well, why in the world wouldn't every business, try, you know, all of a sudden adopt cryptocurrency? And they're starting to because of that. So. Um, that's that part's exciting. Look, what else is exciting too? I mean, just to jump right into like certain use cases, um, it's already being used as far as like social net, social media. So whether there's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and, and all these other things, there's also BitTube, there's Steam, and all the Steam blockchains. Uh, you know, there, you know, everything that's built on the Steam blockchain. Uh, these are real life use cases that people are using. Uh, the adult uh, industry is already in the crypto space, and not uh, just by uh, 
Pornhub being able to take Tron. Tron. Is that what they use? Whatever it is. I think, yeah, I think it's Tron. One I've, I've, been, One you know, I've, been, I've been trying to tell people, like, if you have moral objection and you, that whole, you know, holier than thou kind of thing, you will definitely miss out in understanding how the adult industry is going to contribute more to this space because it's tech-based on the back end. Sure. And sure. it's an easier use case. Like I tell people all the time, like, y'all really forget how much porn in the 2000 period contributed on the tech end to all the stuff that's on Facebook, Google, Instagram, all that back end tech stuff uh-huh. now. That was porn. Now it's always it always leads the, the tech industry, doesn't it? All right, GNGs, it is that time. Of course, we got to talk about the sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by TechSmart Consulting, where they take cryptos and blockchain technology and put content into context. Case in point, do you know the difference between a hot wallet and a hardware wallet? Are you using a mobile wallet or a desktop wallet? Do you have any idea of what I'm talking about? If you don't, maybe you want to reach out to TrekSmartConsulting.com, have a 30-minute free consultation, and understand what the pros and cons are between these different types of wallets and how you can use them and the benefits that they can bring for you in your situation. So, GMGs, that's the sponsor, TrekSmartConsulting.com, and now back to the conversation with Mike Salvi. Enjoy. People like their porn, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. People yeah, they like do. It. I love it. And then you know what's funny? I heard something interestingly enough recently. Somebody I was talking to about this, and they were like, "Yeah." And some study came out, and they found out that like more females are watching porn than dudes. I'm like, "Is that on a global scale? Is that like a city state yeah, relationship? Like, how are we figuring this out? Please let me know, because yeah, yeah. I might need to find move out where this. the city is. Right? Because we're gonna do the but next one. Sure there. Um, it, it, um, go ahead. Yeah, so even yeah. with that, so uh, there's, there's, look, that space exists. Mm-hmm. The porn space exists. The campsite world exists. And the reason the campsite world exists is because there's cam companies that pay for their company to be set up and do whatever. And then the girls come along and then they charge the girls per whatever. Mm-hmm. The girls have to pay out a certain amount of money for every dollar they got. Well, the crypto space found an answer for that. And now these and girls are getting way more money uh, directly to them. And these are there's there's live campsites already in the crypto space that like work, okay. And you can look them up. I'm not here to show nothing, but I mean, it's like, there's all these use cases, and even just to get away from porn, like there's everything that you can think of. The problem uh, recently when all these YouTube accounts got shut down, all these Facebook accounts got shut down. Guess what? Everybody that had BitTube didn't give a shit. And right. actually, was really actually excited that that happened because it's like, look, come on over. There's every reason in the world to come over to sign up for BitTube. If you don't like BitTube, look up a different one. Like, there's a space, there's spaces there. There's, other there's, there's a bunch of other options right now. Uh, By the way, I can still hear myself echoing. I know you can't. So it just, it's a little, I'm just used to it. I'm working with it. So it's just a little. I, I'm little, telling you, it's probably you have, like, if you mute. I'm on my your, phone. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. Because my computer sucks. So. Gotcha. Because I didn't uh, sign up like in 2009. 
I'm not 100 percent certain how to help you with that one. But, but uh, I'll just deal with it. It's like a voice in my head that I just had to go shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um. All right. Where was I going just now? Okay. So you brought up that um your 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 intro well, not your intro so your intro was you and your group at your friends in philly it was a new thing you figured out like let's cross over from doing the precious metals bartering and see how this whole digital thing is and then you get to the point where so comedy wise you came out this year as like you know what I'm gonna push on this, or was it like I was doing stuff here and there, just making jokes to people on Twitter and stuff? No, so I mean, I've been doing like I've been I've been going to stand up like open mics and stuff like that, you know, here and there for a couple years. And but this was like finally the at the end of last year, regardless of crypto, like at the end of like around this time last year is like when I started hitting open mics a lot more and saying, all right, I want to do. I hate some, I hate doing what I do for a living, and I just want to go do what I love. So I just want to write. I just wrote my ass off. I mean, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote, wrote, and then that was my pursuit was already to go become go become a comedian. Okay. Figure out whatever you know, eat shit for years, what you gotta do, um, but go become a comedian. You know, if I can walk away with a fraction of Kevin Hart's money, then I'll be cool. If I can walk away with a little bit of Gallagher's money, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> right. Um, and then along came, I'm telling you, along came this party, this retirement party, where I was like, oh, shit, most of the crowd's going to be Bitcoin, crypto, you know, crypto people anyway. So uh, let me do at least half my set in like Bitcoin stuff. Because there's plenty of shit to talk about. And then from there, that's why I said, like, at the end, Nate was like, dude, come with me. Let's try this. We did our first show in Baltimore, which is where I met you. Then we did our next one in Philly. And then uh, we went to Denver, Vegas. And we're going to San Diego. We're going to, uh, like, Vegas was incredible, man, because it was, like, an entire week. Of, like, while we just did, we did our shit show, the integrity show. We also went to Death Con. Uh, you mentioned that I lived for Fluffy Pony. The reason that happened is because... You know what? I just know I made it happen. Like I kind of willed it to happen. I hate okay. to go to the like the secret and that. But here's what ended up happening was uh, Fluffy Pony ended up coming to the Integrity Show, and he was part. Of, he was one of our speakers. Like he he did his you know, thing. But before he, I was there. And I'm the host. So before he uh, he went on, I did I did a set, and then I introduced him. I actually wrote a joke about him, and then. The ne like the next couple of days, we saw him at at some bar, and I was like, "Yo, dude!" I said, "You're speaking tomorrow, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." I said, "You gotta yeah. let me go back." I was like, "Give me like five minutes," and he goes, "I would love it." Uh, has nothing to do with me though. He said that it's the people that are running it, so you have to figure it out. So we got me a badge to get into DefCon. We got Ken a badge to get into DefCon. Ken Bo's actually Ken. Shout out to Ken. We 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 walked all through. We had a freaking blast. The two of us looked like. Like goofballs, but we had a blast in Defcon, and then I ran right up to Fluffy Pony, like we're into the Monero room, whatever it was. There was, uh, I ran right up to him, I gave him a big hug. We said hi, we laughed, we moved off, and then the guy that was holding the microphone, like the guy that was going to introduce him, saw that, so he must have been like, oh, there's Fluffy Pony's boy. So I ran up to the guy with the mic, and I went, hey, my name's Mike Salvi, and I'm going to introduce Fluffy Pony, and he's like, okay, here you go. 
and just hands me the mic. <laughs> and on the inside. Yeah, that is such, that is such like a Ken, that's a Ken tactic right there if I ever seen one, y'all. Well, crazy. listen, it's, it's something that you just have to do. I mean, whether, you know, I'm glad that Ken does it. It's, you know, it's something I've done in my own way, like, you know, and I'm sure I've seen other people do it and it's magical, I swear to God. But sometimes like, so on the inside, I'm going, he just handed me the mic. <laughs> like if I'm having this conversation with like my Tyler Durden self, like we're just like, oh my God, this just happened. All right, cool. And then I was like, okay, here's how it's going. And then so whatever. So from there, like that, that got, that did really well. It was a really crowded room. They laughed. They thought I was funny. Um, I stuck around for a little while and it got me a chance to like meet more of these people and tell them who I was. And they're like, oh shit, you should come out to this. When I came home, I got an email to, uh, to come do a set at something in Philly. And then it's just been like, it's just been happening. But because I'm getting up, I'm going out. I'm like, I'm going to spend 10 days away from Philly, away from my life uh, and out in Vegas and California. And it sounds like a vacation, but it's work. And uh, it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And it's a lot of like, you know, running around and making sure it, like, you know, I'm putting all these right spots. But dude, the momentum we built already is incredible. And what we're going to do next year is just going to be awesome. Like we've already got like stuff lined up and you know that we'll release like as it goes but uh you know if you just go to integrityshow.com or integrity.show you'll see what we've done you'll see it's very brief we just you know uh, a lot of people are really impressed with our list of speakers because you should be there's a lot of cool people in there I, I will definitely say as somebody who's spoken at a couple of events um you're on here yeah I'm, I'm always surprised that people um will catch me at the end and be like yo what you said was making sense because I swear in the beginning, bro, like I thought it was it was one of those like these are just the things I have running around my head. Mm -hmm. And if I share it with somebody, like is somebody else gonna be like, all right, or like, dude, what, like that doesn't make no fucking sense. Why did you even right. who even let you touch the mic? You know what I'm saying? Right. And, he, like Nate gave me the mic on the first thing where he was like, "Hey, you want to go up?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, maybe so." And I went up, and then after he was like, "Yo, like that was really insightful, man." Yeah, and it's I, uh, you know, when you open up and you share like just what's going on in your head, it's amazing how many people go, "Oh shit!" So my all right, uh, well, I've had a lot of favorite compliments. My absolute favorite compliment this year after one of my sets was from Ken Bozak. And that was the first time that he saw me, like, it's the first time we ever really hung out. Like, we met once, but that was it. And mm -hmm. then, like, but it was the first time he ever saw me, like, perform. Yeah. He comes up to me afterwards, and he goes, yo, fuck you. <laughs> 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 and I knew what he meant. And if you don't know what, uh, if you can't read into that, what he meant, and then he, he followed up by saying it, but what he meant was that's exactly what I've been thinking for so long. And you said it exactly the way that I thought, like, fuck you. I'm, why didn't I do that? You said, like, like, you, how'd you get in my head? Yeah, yeah. And it was just really like, so that was my favorite compliment so far. But no, absolutely. And that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't got up on stage and just said, like, you know, it's like, you know, it's it's so easy to crack it. Has anyone been frustrated with crypto this year? Everybody has in some way. <laughs> Even if it's something as simple as like not getting transactions uh, or, you know, not getting confirmations fast enough or like not being able, like not buying a certain coin on the, like the right time. Right. Like there's all these frustrations or whatever, but like, man, 
even if there is no like there's other people that are that are comics all right there's a girl named melissa rochelle out of uh chicago and she's a work like she she's a comedian but she's also very heavily into crypto so she works for a company uh forget what it's called some blockchain company in chicago but uh i think the whatever i'll say the name, wrong name um <clears throat> but she's a comic like she's she's working grinding just as hard but she's also like you know she's like she's into crypto and she's like like she's out there too like uh we, you know we've talked we've crossed paths we were gonna have her at our chicago show but that never happened well it got postponed let me say that so um there you go it's really neat man it's neat to see stuff like that yeah. okay um, Here, here's one for you um <clears throat> so you get in, you're doing what you're doing this year as far as like the, the how do I monetize this, you know, what I know in the space and what I'm seeing and this skill set. Because obviously not everybody can tell, tell jokes, right? Um, but for what you've seen for now and then going back to like that early period of where you got in, what have you seen as far as like the change? Like I can definitely know and you've heard my, my whole spiel on this for what had, um, was the difference between people back in like 2012, 2015, and then up to like now? Hmm. Um, well, for one, people can explain to you what the heck it is. Uh, number two, like with confidence. Um, although there was a lot of people back then who knew what the heck was going on for sure. Um, and in 2012, we hosted this thing called the East Coast Bitcoin Summit. And we have people from all over the place. Uh, it's still up on my YouTube channel. Um, I should actually move it all over to YouTube. Um, but like, they came in and explained this stuff. Like the, the guy, this guy named Matt Whitlock, it was like one of my most popular YouTube videos ever. And mm. he came and just explained like the elliptical curve of something that had to do with the book. Watch it. It's wild. It's mind blowing. But like, um, but I, I do, I think there's a lot more people that can confidently explain what it is. There's people that are actually living off of it. One of my favorite people back then, uh, or at least stories uh, about crypto was Derek J. Freeman. So what he would do is essentially like, he would walk into a store with like not a dollar, and I'm exaggerating, but you know, just, this is the picture essentially. He would walk into a store with, a, with lint in his pocket and say, hi, my name's, you know, my name's Derek. I'd like a cup of coffee and a sandwich or whatever. Do you take Bitcoin? And they go, what's that? And he would explain it to them. And by the time he left, all he was paying, he was paying them in Bitcoin because he got them to download a wallet and, you know, now would like help promote them and like send people their way. And I mean, here he is all this time later where he's one of the biggest reasons, if not the reason, uh, why Portsmouth, New Hampshire is like that. There's 22 stores in Portsmouth, New Hampshire that take crypto. If you've ever been to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, you'll know that there's only 24 stores in the whole town. It's so small, but there's like, there's so many, like, there's, there's a, there's a presence of crypto there. Not just like people that go to meetups. Like you could just walk in, say, oh, do you take whatever? Can I pay in Dash or Bitcoin or Litecoin or whatever coin? They all like Dash up there. There's a lot of people that love Dash. So I'm trying to make my way up there like this year or early next year, bro, just because I want to talk it's to beautiful. People. It's a nice place. Um, just to, you know, just being like, you know, Portsmouth itself is a really nice like harbor town. If you've ever been to New Hope, Pennsylvania, it's like New Hope on steroids. Uh, okay. And there's lobster everywhere. Um, it's just a really nice place. But there's also so on the same street is the Bitcoin Institute of Technology and then the Bitcoin shops. They're down the street from each other. And it's. Oh, dude, I have to go now. So cool. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's a result of the same guy I was just talking about, Derek J. Freeman, years ago. So, I mean, there's growth like that. Like, he went from this guy riding his bicycle, getting beat up by the cops, to uh, he has a documentary. It's, his, it's the best of his arrests. It's called Derek J. Freeman's Victimless Crime Spree. It's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see. <laughs> anyway, um, but so he went from that to, like, you know, rocking and rolling and, like, in his life. And uh, so I've seen that. I've seen that type of growth. Um, I've also seen people come and go. I've seen people, uh, uh, haters, and then I've seen haters turn apologize, you know, apologists or whatever, and then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa or whatever. Um, I don't know. I've seen a lot of cool stuff happen. I've seen, use, I've seen people's lives change. I've seen my – I've just seen my friends do some amazing things for themselves that they may not have been able to do, you know, had it not been for crypto. And myself included, like, you know, I'm not sitting on a gold mine or a, or a crypto mine, I should say, but uh, I uh-huh. can't believe the position I put myself in. Like, look, man, when it comes to, you know, if it, I can honestly say this, if I didn't jump on this niche of crypto comedy and not even crypto comedy, just like going into an event at crypto things and telling jokes for 15, 20 minutes to, you know, I'm doing like 20 minute sets, half hour sets now. And it's like, all the open mics and stuff that I've been doing here in Philly have been like anywhere between three to 10 minutes if, if that. And it's just like, uh, you know, I'm not, I don't know how, I don't know where I'd be with it if it wasn't for this, because I jumped on an opportunity that not anybody could do it. Yeah. You know, like, and, and the scary part is like, I'm trying to like, you know, I'd, I'd say that I mine chuckles. I'm trying to mine as many chuckles as possible before a whole bunch of other people jump in and then the ant miners, you know, come out of nowhere. And I'm like, well, shit, I can't do nothing with this little CPU anymore. It's just me and my little notebook. Like, great. Dave Chappelle's into crypto. I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so right now I'm just, I'm, I'm pounding away and making myself as popular as I can in this space. By the way, I still got plenty of non-crypto stuff too, because uh, my whole life isn't just crypto. Gotcha. Okay. So, all right, we're going on the, on the, on the closeout part. Actually, let me jump back one. Short, because we under four minutes right now. Okay. On the end of looking forward in the space, what do you see as far as like any type of predictions? Like, all right, this thing looks like it's going to work out or something totally left field might happen like in the second quarter of next year where everybody's like, yes, it, it, it happened. Or like everybody's like, oh, damn, what the hell? Like I, all the OGs are going to be mad as hell. Like, what do you got? Uh, I got Litecoin. I got here. I got Litecoin at twenty grand. So everybody buy all the Litecoin. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I, I'm always reminded of like you know when people ask a can you predict a future type of question. Um, you know, I listen to rap and uh, so most def has has this quote where he says, uh, you know, people are always asking what's the future of hip hop and where's hip hop going. Well, we have to ask ourselves where am I going and wherever I go is where hip hop's going to go. Um, wherever we go as a group, like. If everybody collectively just says to heck with this, I'm out. Well, then the whole space is just going to collapse. But people are still pouring their heart and soul into the space. So as long as that keeps happening, I only see it going in a really positive direction. So what's the one thing that may happen? I'm not sure. I mean, I just feel like here's another most deaf thing. You know, what's the what's the, the straw that bo- broke the camel's back? What's, what's the secret? There's a million other straws underneath it. And yeah. I think there's, this has been a year of just really heavy straws being added to crypto, but the strong ones are really going to stand out and, uh, and, and push this space forward because we are, it's still so small. 
uh, it really is. It's not big enough. And it's like, uh, you know, here, I'll say this. Uh, maybe we can kind of move into this for a second because like on an everyday use, you know, I have like, I post on, I post on steep shot and all the steam blockchain, all the steam blockchain apps. So okay. I was, like anything that I was going to normally post on Instagram or whatever, I'll make sure I post it on like the crypto social networking sites first. And if I don't do it first, I do it right away. Like, um, so I do that and I, you know, BitTube. I, if I'm not running videos on BitTube, mining it, um, or um, then I'm uploading stuff to it. So those are things that I kind of try to use as much as I can on a daily basis. I have a confession to make. Um, and I, you know, I'm putting myself out there to say this, which is like, I don't use Bitcoin on a daily basis, or I don't use crypto on a daily basis in the sense where like, you know, I think about Portsmouth, New Hampshire, I jokingly say there's only 24 stores up there, but it's a really small town. But 22 stores take crypto actively right now. And, you know, the question was posed, like, how many places in Philly take Bitcoin? And I was like, Ooh. it was kind of like a punch in the stomach and it, like a good punch in the stomach where it was like, you know, um, every day I'm not walking into a business saying, do you take Bitcoin? Even jokingly. And if they don't, you know, if they say one out of 30 might say yes, well, guess what? There's one more, you know, business that you can send people mm -hmm. to. So uh, that I'm not doing enough and that I should change and I should, you know, like I make, you don't have to wear a Bitcoin hat all the time or whatever, but like, and it doesn't, you don't have to be like a vegan about Bitcoin and no offense to vegans, but just <laughs> along with it. But, uh, you know, you make sure you let everybody know you're a vegan. Well, why don't you let everybody know you're into crypto and just say like, do you take Bitcoin? I'll, I'll pay you whatever. Pick a crypto currency. I probably got it. I got a lot of shit coins, so I'm, I'll pay anybody and whatever they want, you know? Um, just by, and by doing that, I don't know what'll happen, but what if everybody did that all the time? You know, how many more, like those one out of thirties times a million, there's a million other people that are now accepting crypto, you know, and it takes five minutes. God, I watch Ken Bozak, every five people he walks past, 10 of them got a bit and got an edge wallet. Right. I don't know how that math works, but it does. It does. It does. All right. Like. I like how you did the, the the crossover, and it worked out great for the uh, last question. For the time, I appreciate. So, all right, we're gonna close this out. Um, I gotta say, I appreciate the conversation. It definitely uh, had me uh, emotional and a sense of excitement. Like, like I said, like somebody else who gets it. And then one of the things that I say, G and G's, um, for every episode, um, if you see me in public. It is that this space is going to grow, not because of just the top down thing as far as, you know, governments or corporations or like big businesses doing whatever they're doing with something called blockchain or crypto. But it's also having somebody like a Mike Salvi, who is a comedian who can talk about crypto, too, and do it in a way that it's funny and it makes sense to you. And if you've been in the space long enough, you get like all of the references. I can uh, I can vouch enough for that part of it. Like it's funny you get all of the references, but the bigger part being is trekking crypto to connect is about highlighting and showcasing the people who are at the ground level, at the forefront of the space, helping to expand people's awareness and give them empowerment with the knowledge about crypto. He might make jokes and stuff, but he actually knows the back end part. And I'm not talking like dev level stuff, but he can explain it to you. That's what this whole thing for me is about in talking to people like you 
Mike. So if you could leave some contact information. Uh, MikeSalvi.com will take you to my website. And from there, I mean, just like everything is there. My Twitter page, my Steam stuff, um, and then even a link to the Integrity Show. You can email me right there. Uh, there's, you know, if you want to book me for something, um, you know, we can talk, whatever. Just shoot me an email. It's all right there on the uh, MikeSalvi.com. All right. Once again, that's, that's for- easier to remember and other stuff. Right. Um, once again, bro, thanks for coming on. I appreciate the conversation. It has definitely been good. And <clears throat> we would definitely have to catch up um, for. I'm hype you're coming to Vegas. Next I'm glad. Year. Yeah, Vegas is going to be an offline conversation on that whole deal. But folks, G&Gs, I appreciate um, you listening to this whole thing and understanding that it's not just about the techie folks. It's not just about, you know, the crypto enthusiasts or the people who are Bitcoin core. Like, it's a bigger thing. If you're talking about mass adoption, it involves all different types of folks. And I'm going to keep saying that. So this is Trek and Cryptos to Connect. I am Trek. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode. So there you have it, GNGs. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't know many comedians personally, but I watch a fair amount of comedy stuff. And um, and having known that, like, you know, Mike personally, because we've been out on stuff, and I'm not saying I was a comedian guy, but um, I have done a couple of the, um, the crypto shit show slash integrity show um, events. So I've been able to talk with Mike and really get more of, like, what goes on with him and how he's always thinking of, like, how to make something funny and relevant to, you know, blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. And aside from just trying to make the stuff funny, he's also trying to help educate people. And he's doing it in a way where, you know, you got to, what do they call it, educate, educate them, edutainment, edu... I'm so messing up on that word. But y'all get what I'm saying. And Mike does that, right? He even did it where he had an impromptu of opening up for Fluffy Pony. If you know about Monero, you know who Fluffy Pony is. If not, pre-search it. Don't Google it. Pre-search it, y'all. And so, I just want to say, G&Gs, I hope you laughed. I hope you got inspired. I hope that something clicked for you about this whole crypto blockchain thing. And from there, I would say, please like, share, tell a friend, um, ask somebody else to listen or even what they think, leave a comment, even if you leave a negative comment, I'm still good with that, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode, and I appreciate you coming back if you are a returning listener, as well as those of you who are new, without you guys out there listening, like, you know, I can't get this whole thing off the ground of what I'm trying to do with Trekking Cryptos to connect, and I appreciate, and until the next episode, G&Gs, have a good one.